0: Hello everyone, I am Kristen Crockett, and I am your hostess of the Courageous Destiny podcast, Creating Your Own Rules of Empowerment, and today I am incredibly excited and honored to have both my friend, and who I consider to be one of my mentors, Shirley Solis, on my show today. Shirley Solis is one of the most courageous people I know. Shirley, just a few highlights about her personally. She has six children whom she has homeschooled. She's had incredible success in a parenting academy, um, as well as I met her at Live Life, the experience, um, an, um, an event in Miami, Florida. I've been there three times. I don't travel across the country for just anyone, but for Shirley and the love that she poured into the women in that event, Over those three days, and just the amount of breakthroughs and um, transformation that I had received, I knew that she was one of the first people I wanted to interview for my podcast. And now she's doing some incredible things. She has a new business called New Code Experience, which I'm going to let her explain here in just a minute. But... I'm just so honored and excited to have you. Hi, Shirley. How are
1: you? Hi, Kristen. Thank you so much to you and to the Courageous Destiny audience for hosting me and for allowing me to share my story and what I'm up to and, and definitely, hopefully, being able to empower everyone that is listening on this amazing podcast.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. I know I've been thinking about that and I'm like gosh when I think about courage I really do think about you and I think about a lot of the exercises that we did at your event you know everything from you know dancing like getting up and really dancing and you know how you like start out in the group and you're just kind of you know playing it small and then by the end of the three you know the three day experience you're like <laughs> it's like this, awesome, like release of, you know, being able to fully self express yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think of full self expression, a lot of times, and you are one of the people that I think of when that happens. Because, you know, I know that, you know, like me, your life is not perfect. Right. thank God, you know, that we get to go on all these different roller coaster rides. Mm-hmm. But I also think of no matter what you don't hide things you're incredibly authentic and you're incredibly open and honest with you know with people and it And it really does help people and gives people permission to be themselves. And so that's often what I think of when I think of you.
1: Oh, thank you so much and you know, being yourself is all you can be, right? And I think this journey is all about finding out who you are so that you get the closest to living that all the time. Because we don't realize it, but from the moment we're born, we get shaped into who we think other people want us to be, who our parents want us to be, who our peers want us to be, when we grow older, who our partner or our kids want us to be. And that whole journey, I mean, it's okay. It teaches us a lot of things, but ultimately there's a, there's an essence of you, of each one of us. And the idea is to become aware of that essence so that we can live closest to that essence as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And that's so true. It's like, in fact, I was going through that today, this morning, I was going, wait, do I actually want this or do I think somebody else wants me to have it? Yeah. 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 And it's getting very clear.
1: It's getting, it's, it's, it's important to be, I think part of being courageous is sometimes recognizing, I mean, how tough is it to know that someone else is the one that wants this and for you to know that you don't and standing up and saying, I'm sorry, I don't, you know, I'm always the odd one that will pick up a phone call or will call an agency or, you know, will walk out of a store because I don't think that they're you know that their behavior is worth of my business for instance I've walked out of a 711 um, I don't know if this is crazy but I've walked out of a 711 because they had porn magazines right at the level of children right on the checkout like right in front of us and and I mean whatever anybody chooses to do in their personal time and their preferences is like completely okay as adults but we walk into a Seven Eleven where they're starting Slurpees, and even kids are there, and their magazines are right there. I, I literally just told the, the the clerk, and I said, "Hey, I, you know, this isn't appropriate. I'm not doing business here." And so, those kind of things take a lot of courage. But it takes a lot of courage to know, without being judgmental, mind you, because being judgmental is not about being courageous. That's a whole other picture. I think this is about knowing who you are and being aligned to who you are and knowing that we want the best for everyone and having the courage to stand up and speak up for when when we have that truth
0: that comes up, you know. I can't agree more and I I think about <laughs> I really like the direction of this conversation because I think about
1: <laughs> transparent and authentic. I'm like, "Oh my gosh."
0: <laughs> oh no, well, it's true. I mean, You know, I think about how many times you, you know, one of the things I coach people on is where are you muting yourself? Like you have a mute button and you don't say what you really think because you're so concerned over how it's going to impact somebody else. Yeah. And then you end up, don't, you don't realize it, but you end up in a way lying. I mean, it is lying to yourself. And if you have a habit of doing that, which we all do in some way, then over time, I mean, you have this experience, like for me, I mean, I'm grateful for it because one day I woke up and I go, who am I? I don't even know who I am anymore. Yeah. You know? And then to go through, I mean, it's really how I found coaching in the first place. So it's good. <laughs> and how I found this podcast in the first place, but it is, it's like, where do we mute ourselves? Where do we, do we not say what we think because how it's going to impact other people
1: yeah Yeah. there's a famous quote and i was telling my children about it yesterday there was um like know, i don't know why but this podcast is going to get more controversial as it goes along but i was i was reading the news on how uh, there was uh, a youtuber you know like today influencers that have lots and lots of followers their fans or their followers will pay them a certain amount of money for them to do crazy things in front of the camera and so somebody one of these influencers in russia he was paid $1,000 to leave his pregnant girlfriend outside in the balcony, right? And it's like to record the whole thing and be on her life. Yeah. Well, he left her outside without protection, you know, without being fully coated or whatever. In the balcony, she was pregnant. Two hours passed. She kept banging on the on the door and eventually she fainted. Well, guess what? When he went outside, immediately after she fainted, she died from hypothermia. She didn't make it. Yeah, so now he's going to jail and I was telling my children about it because this is literally something that this new generation is doing. And I was telling my children if you ever see that don't ever condone or do not think it's funny when there is abuse to animals, abuse to people, we really have to be the type of leaders that speak up, you know, against those kind of things. Like how many thousands of people were watching that for hours while he, you know, the pregnant girl is outside and and she's held and they think this is funny, and they just kept watching and watching, thinking this was funny until they all contributed in some way, shape, or form to her death, and, you know, there, I, I told my children, there's this famous quote that says, evil prevails, um, and I think it was Alexis the Tocqueville who said it, but um, it was, it says, evil prevails because good people sit back and do nothing. Wow. So, yeah, so in essence, part of being the new leaders of today, of the kind of new generation that we have and that we are going to experience after COVID, pandemics, riots, and so forth, 2020 being a significant year, it means that we need a new kind of leader, a leader who is able to be courageous, but with the right skills, with the right balance of being able to respect other people, being able to honor them, being able to be congruent. I mean, this is gonna be so important. We don't just want people to speak up, we want them to speak up wisely. We want them to speak up with uh, with dignity and we want them to speak up with respect. Yeah. yeah and, and I love that word again. And I, and I,
0: I know uh, congruent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is also very congr- courageous, right? Oh. The word is congr- courageous to be able to go. Like I was, I woke up this morning and I'm like, I'm feeling tired. I'm like, I feel out of sorts, you know, there's things that are going on, you know, around me. And I'm like, it's, feels chaotic. And I'm like, okay, where am I out of where am I out of alignment? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and then I started looking. And I'm like, Whoop, everywhere. This is great. This is great stuff. And it takes courage to do that. And then not judge yourself for it. Right. And not let it beat you down. Not let it not let it stop you from action. Yeah. Yeah. And get back into alignment. So that we can have those we can be that kind of leader. I know you and I, we are those kinds of leaders in the world. We want good things for people. I mean, if you really just boil it down to, you know, good things for people, love, you know, love, honesty, you know, that kind of thing, you know? And it's like, um, if we're out of congruency, that's like where our ego can kind of start to fight back and try to pull us out of alignment yeah. and do things that, um, I think we're, are you, are you still there?
1: I'm still here.
0: Oh, you can hear me. That works. That works.
1: Yeah. A and I love the
0: word congruency because it allows us to have a compass on, you know, if you have the awareness, awareness to know where you're out of alignment, then you can have the ability to pull yourself back in alignment.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that does take courage. It takes courage to mm-hmm. so even ask the question, am I out of alignment? Do I feel a little off? And then. Be continuing to follow that rabbit trail to find out where we are being, where we don't have mm-hmm. congruency, and then getting back into into alignment. Absolutely.
0: Now, one of the things that I love about you is your ability to reinvent yourself as well. Like even when we, you know, even at the live life events. So I went to three of them. So I traveled cross country to be at three of these different events and had the incredible honor, especially the last one to be a catalyst. And I love even the term catalyst. You know, if you think of catalyst in a science experience experiment, if you throw it into the science experiment, there's, there's a different reaction that occurs. Yeah. You know, and I love that terminology catalyst and I, you know, be, you know, you, you reinvented each time I went to that event, there, there was a little bit different, there was a reinvention. You allowed yourself to create even in the event based on the energies and where you thought people needed to go. And you also just were an incredible stand for, for women and for yourself and your own authenticity. Mm-hmm. And I know that since those events, you've reinvented yourself again, and you created a new business for yourself, this new code experience. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And that takes
0: courage. So you started over.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, sometimes there's different kinds of people for different kinds of things, you know, and I have followed my own growth process. Um, The essence of of who I am is is very much a creator, a content creator. Um, Some of my gifts are around knowledge, teaching, wise counsel. And so as I put together those gifts, I found that I was having the knowledge, having the teachings, having the wise counsel around parenting. And that's where I started. And then I moved on after four years of consistently working on coaching parents around parenting, um doing family interventions creating my program powerful parenting academy but you know after a while i was like i evolved i evolved as a person i found new problems that needed to be addressed issues in the family where i thought wow as i worked with all those families and parents i realized not many women really understood their power so Mm -hmm. i went in and and finally gave myself permission to not continue to be stuck in like parenting coaching only but saying well can I do something for women? You know, and I, that's when the life was created and actually it was created like six years before, but I finally gave myself permission to do it. And that was like January of 2018. And then we had the first event that you attended in June, 2018. Um, and that was who I was at the time. I and mean, after doing that for one event two events, realizing that Now being closer to the women as women, not as moms, not as business women, like just a core of women for three days, I realized the animosity, the exclusion that we had towards men. And my heart began to change and it, it, not not change, it continued to transform itself. And I found that I wanted to include men, that something in my heart just said, Mm -hmm. surely you want to get the message across to women. But what about the men? And it was interesting that right at the event, the second event that you went to, there was a friend of mine who was the one that inspired me to have the first event to begin with. His name is Kent Crook, and I want to honor him um, because he's passed away. And he encouraged me. He was like this you know, rhino energy. They would just go in and charge after it. And I would watch him from, from a distance. And he He would make things happen he had multiple business he was always making things happen he was like you know i'm gonna do it and then i'll figure it out later i'm gonna do it and figure it out later well it was because of that energy and because of that modeling that i was able to create the first event well he was able to attend the second event where i invited men to to participate in a specific part of the event well a few months after that we were planning the third event you know in october of 2019 and i started renting one of his offices and as I rented the office next to his main, you know, warehouse, um, I started seeing him a little bit depressed. Like I saw him a little down, you know, he was normally like very up and, and up and about like very cheery. And he was, he was kind of calm, you know, and here I was like, you know, live life and women empowerment and all these women coming to my office. And we had this team of all women and it was super awesome. And I remember seeing him one day walking from the mailbox in front of the office to his office. And I noticed But I didn't know anything. I didn't ask him how he was doing. I didn't ask him what was going on in his life. You know, being a coach, I probably would have been able to do something, right? Not just a coach, but at the level where I was, certainly as a friend. Well, next thing I know, um, on Facebook, I opened my, my, my Facebook and there's a poster that says he's been missing. And I was like, well, what's going on? Yeah, his, his wife is saying to everyone, like he's missing, he's missing. And I'm thinking it's a joke. Like how does a grown person, you know, 55, 56 years old goes missing? Well, when we come to find out two days later, it looks like he'd taken his own life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we don't, I don't really know what has happened. Um, there's a lot of different situations as a result. What I do know is that I am responsible for not asking him how he was doing. When he, uh, when I saw him being depressed and it took his life being gone for me to sit down at the lobby of where live life was going to be held for the third event. And I sat down and I cried with my friend the day after I found out he had passed. And I said, I was so focused on the women that I forgot the men. And it had already been a thing in my heart, but this time now I knew it. And I said, I don't know what is going to happen. And I know that, you know, live life was like its own unique magic Mm -hmm. for women. But how could we women engage the men in in an environment like this? This is our space, you know, but there was something in me that said, are you willing to let go of this so that you can be inclusive of what you really believe of of my own healing, because my own my own line of women, my own lineage of women has excluded men because of the abuse, because of the male chauvinism, because of you know all the different types of abuse, and so they've excluded us, my line as women, and I we've excluded them, and I said no more. I will not exclude men anymore, and so we did have the third live life, but. Ironically, around that time, Kristen, as you know, um, I was ending a 25 year marriage mm-hmm. and with my six children, we had built this amazing, powerful family in some way. But a lot of it, I had been carrying the weight I felt for, you know, you know, for a lot of things. And even though my ex was my friend, he wasn't my like the man that I was in love with. And it took a lot of courage for me to accept that for me to understand that and for me to, to be able to disappoint him disappoint my parents, my family disappoint my children. I mean, the greatest disappointment was disappointing my children, you know, and disappointment I know is relative, but it felt like I was disappointing them. It felt like I was disappointing my audience. It felt like I was disappointing myself. And so because as a result of all of that, this year has been a year of going deep within and saying well what else is there you know can i reach the women can i get rid of the shame and the guilt and have the courage to reinvent myself into what i see that's where new code experience was born which in essence includes both men women everything in between you know um and really the goal is to create leaders like a different kind of leader i call them a catalyst because a lot of people don't want to be a coach But a lot of people are leaders who want to make a difference in their own unique environment. And I have skills that I've acquired with, you know, wonderful people. And I love to tell you about those um, around the world. And this new certification and this new training is about equipping both the men and women to do what they need to do in the world
0: in a very, very unique way. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, in a lot of ways, I also have struggled with that because with courageous destiny being a mom of triplets right i always got this idea that as a woman that's who i'm going to resonate most with mm. and that's who's going to really need you know my services when in reality at this point you know you get to a point where you've got all of this training and all this wonderful training And there, there's, you start to see things that are outside of where you thought you were going. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 then have the courage to listen to that.
1: Absolutely. And bridge the gap between Mm -hmm. who you were, because you did see that that was part of what inspired you at the moment, but we continue to evolve. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes we get so attached to a particular company, a particular program, a particular something. And we don't we realize that life is not static life is constantly moving and so it takes courage to live life as it's moving and knowing what to leave behind and what to move forward because what if we don't we're not able to embrace change there's nothing future that's going you know nothing in the nothing in our future is going to happen if we're not able to embrace change or a different dynamic than what we've lived in the past mm-hmm. yeah
0: so And it's one of the most difficult things to do. It really is. You know, I know for me, I'm like, oh, well, look, I just, you know, I think it was last year, right before COVID, I had completely branded myself in sales, for example. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's where I need to be. But then I started to realize as I was coaching sales, that it wasn't that people didn't know how to talk and communicate with other people. It was that all the other aspects of their life got in the way. And so they didn't know how to navigate their business to make their business a priority to be able, you know, so they needed sales fundamentals, sure. But they also needed the ability to be able to navigate life. And if they didn't have it, then their life was always going to get in the way and circumstances were always going to get in the way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I had created... You know, this year I have my first group coaching, which is the, based around the concept of being reborn. Yeah. <laughs> we need to forget everything that we knew. I, I, that's where I got to the point. I'm like, you know, what? let's forget all that. Yeah. <laughs> let's just forget all of that. So we can be reborn because when we get reborn, we can create whatever we want. We yeah. get a clean slate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this year is
1: about not just each individual being reborn, but it's about every each one of us being reborn, all of our businesses being reborn, the entire economy being reborn, you know, the rebirthing of our planet in a whole new way. Um, I was listening to a futurist, a gentleman entrepreneur, Roger James Hamilton, and he was saying that from a college professor of his in Cambridge, I think it was, that he said all of the, techno- all of the resources that we need to solve all the world's problems have already been created. Yeah. Yeah except that the challenge is that we as humans haven't raised to the level of consciousness to be able to manage the technology so that we can solve the world's problems. And that is in essence what you and I are doing. Our commitment is to making sure that we are able to help raise the consciousness of humanity so that we can
0: solve the world's problems. Oh, exactly. And you know, it's interesting, so today, you know, I had, I had a meeting today with a dear friend and I was talking to her and I go, it's this constant, I go, you know what I really need? I go at this point to, for me to truly be reborn, right? Cause I'm going to do this all the time now, especially now that it's my program. <laughs> I don't get to be reborn once <laughs> I got to do this all the time. And I go, I need a routine, right? I, I go, I just need a routine. I need to start with a list in the morning mm-hmm. and I need to, you know, and it was so funny. It's like all the time we think that we need to reinvent the wheel and do something really, really big and, and the kind of glitzy and glamorous in order to get the, to the next level in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, right now I just need to make my bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I'm like, I, I, and I need to value that. Right. You know, I need to value that I need to value very simple things right now. Mm -hmm. and value a very solid foundation, so that I can keep growing and adding on top of that. And in that simplicity, you know, it's kind of like what you said, like all of the world's technology is already created, but we keep trying to create more to fix problems.
1: And we're creating, we're going to create more problems.
0: Right. You know,
1: we look at artificial intelligence, virtual reality, and we have the, the, the beauty of social media which you know all it is is it expands the good and it expands the bad you know just like what uh, the story i told about this young influencer in russia so yeah, yeah that... we need to be able to manage we need to be able to manage that technology that we're creating the technology that we have created the one we're creating and the one we will create so that good will prevail mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> So you're creating. So your your programs and this new code experience. They're creating the next generation of leaders. These catalysts.
1: Yeah, I believe so. And I'll tell you what is very different. Um, mm-hmm. There is. I so I don't know if you've heard of neurolinguistic programming. or Hopefully, people in the audience mm-hmm. maybe have or have not. Neurolinguistic programming was created by Richard Bandler and, and John Grinder in the late seventies. Um, what they did is they chose three, they targeted three particular geniuses or experts in the field of human transformation in the 70s. And they began to model these geniuses and they codified what the geniuses did and they put it in a way where they can now use those techniques, processes and teach them to other people, right? And so out of that was born what we, many of us know as neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. Well, what happened as a result of creating NLP Kristen, is that John Grinder, one of the co-creators of NLP, he realized that people who are practicing NLP were not necessarily congruent. He realized that they weren't applying these techniques to themselves. They were right. doing great with results for other people, talking about congruence, right? But they weren't necessarily applying it to themselves. He also realized that these people were not necessarily, that the change work was not necessarily ecological. What I mean by that is um, somewhat ethical, but let's talk about ecological, like the well-being of the person or the surroundings um, were not being considered. So someone said, Oh, I I wanna, let's just give you a dumb example. Like, I want to eat spinach. Okay, let's help them do spinach. Let's do a switch pattern. Boom. Okay, person's not gonna eat spinach. Well, that's a conscious decision. Eating spinach is a conscious decision. Why? Because you know, we wanna be like Popeye, everybody says we have to eat spinach. However, it's not necessarily an ecological decision in that the person that asking for that specific change may not understand the true intention behind why they're asking for that change. One. Two, we're not really engaging the unconscious mind in that change process to know whether that person maybe is allergic to spinach. and so. Even though that's somewhat of a silly example, it would happen all the time. People that want to make changes, but the changes were not necessarily ecological in, in when we consider the, ex, you know, the, the extent of the change. And he also realized that when they codified classic code NLP, the traditional NLP that everybody knows, he realized that they had left out the components of working with the unconscious mind.
0: Yes, yes. Because if your unconscious mind doesn't want to eat spinach, and that's 95% of the way you think, you're not eating spinach.
1: You're not. Well, not only are you eating spinach, but if you are eating spinach, because you did some of the change work to generate it so that your unconscious mind will help support you eating spinach, it might be, you know, a clash in itself. And that's going to create more resistance and not necessarily create the action that you need to take. And so people find themselves with more resistance towards taking action. Well, I want to do this, but I want to do this, you know? And, and um, what happened is he continued to work and develop this technology. And he says, well, I need to develop a new code. Well, as he worked on, on what he had already worked on before, he continued, and he did, he created something called new code NLP, new code neuro-linguistic programming. And the birth of that basically worked at a deep unconscious level by finding the intention of the person, working at the level of state instead of at the level of behavior, and by making sure that the unconscious mind was engaged, actively and consciously engaged to create a high performance team inside the individual so that the change was congruent and that the responsibility of the change was left to the unconscious mind. And so as a result, it has, it, you know, it is known. But I really feel like the world hasn't gotten to, hadn't wasn't ready for the unconscious mind until like recent times. Okay. Right. Right. You know, like.
0: People, I know, it's what I coached too, you know, reprogramming.
1: He was talking, he was talking about the unconscious mind in the 80s, but people really weren't ready in the personal development to understand the signs behind the unconscious mind until current times. So what our company New Code experience does is we are going to raise a new kind of leader by taking things like, soft skills like leadership, coaching, emotional intelligence, social intelligence, and making sure that we infuse those soft skills with new code NLP. And not only that, but that we also teach people the basics, the 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 core of new code NOP, so that they can begin to have this conversation and this whole high performance state, high performance team inside of them to so that they won't necessarily, you know, because you don't always have like a person outside of you that we, we should, but we don't always have to go to every person to solve all our problems. Like, you know, an external person. Sometimes you have to solve your own problems. I mean, you should ideally, right? And so at that point, by generating this high performance team inside of you, we become a next level kind of leader who creates the congruency that we need to be able to
0: solve the world's problems at a totally different level. I love that too. And I know one of the things that I I share with people too is when your unconscious mind is on board, when you have that congruency, that's when things are natural and instinctive. Your state changes, like you said, your state changes, your way of being changes. When your way of being changes, it's a lot easier. You know, it's kind of like most people are trying to create things from quicksand. It's like, hi, I'm standing in quicksand. If my unconscious mind isn't on board, it's like I'm trying to create from a big pool of quicksand, and I'm slowly sinking. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah. I can really get into that analogy, by the way, because I can see knowing <laughs> that she's like, Wee. Oh, feel like dramatic. It's difficult. It just it's it occurs as difficult. It occurs as hard. It occurs as you know, really out of control emotions and and. You know but when you have that alignment when you have that congruency and i love i love everything that you're saying you know when you have that you know it's like wow i'm just starting from the ground like i, I can just do something new and that's okay yeah yeah and that leads to bigger and when you get a habit of doing that now you can do bigger and bigger things
1: Absolutely. absolutely absolutely and really understanding the functions of the conscious mind the functions of the unconscious mind and knowing how to get them to connect, communicate, and integrate is extremely powerful. Like with Neoclonal P, we actually teach people how to um, how to work through unconscious signals. So unconscious signals are like consciously asking your unconscious mind questions, and by means of symbols or signals, it replies back. And so we begin to create this rapport that we were, you know, focused on building rapport with the external things around us, but now it's making sure that we have that rapport inside of us. And what I love is that John Grinder says that, um, the, the alignment, you know, the communication between the conscious mind and the unconscious mind generates that congruence when they're both in the same line, they create congruence. And when we create congruence automatically that generates charisma and the charisma puts us in a state of grace, which is where people begin to follow. So I really believe that this new approach is the next level of leadership, It's the leadership of 2020 and beyond, the next wave of human transformation, because instead of learning the seven irrefutable laws of whatever, the 12 laws of leadership, it's like leadership is inside of us. If we truly believe we have everything we need inside of us, then rather than seeking out leadership, we are going to generate the resources really from, begin- from within, but not theoretically, really from within to be able to raise our level of consciousness, our level of thinking, just like Einstein said, where he said, we cannot solve the problems at the level of thinking we created them. But automatically we know what we need to do, each one of us, so that we can rise above and rise above our level of thinking to solve things and see them from a different perspective, because we're engaging the unconscious mind at a whole other level that no other technology that
0: I've seen can do i love it i love it and i love um oh my goodness i love when you talk about the you said charisma you said that word charisma so when you're getting into congruency you're feeling that charisma and a lot of right so the more you're in congruency the more you're charismatic the more you're infusing joy in
1: uh, it, it happens automatically because you're right. blind, you know, that I, I think the old way or the way we've done things up to now is like, we got to go out and get people. We got to go do business and find people out there. We have to, you know, show people we're leaders and how many leaders do we have at corporate or government or levels or whatever, you know, in schools, educational levels where we call themselves leaders because of the position they've been assigned. But, they're, but the people below them, not below as in that they're less of, but their subordinates, like do not respect them because there's, you may be a leader, but there's no congruence. Like you say you do, you, you say you're helping people, but you do this. You speak rudely to someone. You are not respectful. And so yes. is that out of congruence? It's not charismatic. It's not kind, you know? And so this is the kind of charisma that isn't taught. It's the kind of charisma that happens
0: automatically. Where people because just, you believe you're enough and you exude that like a lot of people's yeah is that right
1: well you don't even have, like there it isn't even about belief anymore mm-hmm. it's just just mm-hmm. being congruent focusing being on the present moment like okay conscious mind with unconscious mind is congruent mm-hmm. automatically that will create that charisma automatically what is a charisma it's just like i'm comfortable in my own skin i feel feel good with what I'm doing. I'm congruent with my life. I am close to my, you know, I'm, I'm close to that essence. And that is the charisma that people go, Oh, I like that. And they'll begin to reach out to you rather than you having to reach out to them because they see something that you have that, that they want.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But and When I, I'm in congruence, oh, so I'm, I'm trying to bridge this for everyone too. Yeah. So when I'm in congruence, and I experience this a lot, when I'm in congruence, when I'm in alignment with myself, mm-hmm. I that's when I'm starting to get everybody coming to me and people say things to me like, oh my gosh, you shine, you're yeah. shining, you, yeah. you look so happy. And it's like you become an attraction magnet. Yes. You know, you're like a, a magnet. A magnetic eater. Right. And when when somebody like me and I, I've had this happen too. like on the flip side of it, when I'm out of alignment with myself, when I'm out of congruency, I've had people go, are, is everything okay with you? Hi, <laughs> Are you doing okay? <laughs> and I'll be like, and, and you know, the people that are in my inner circle, of course, I'm like, I'm out of alignment. Maybe I say I'm out of integrity. Maybe I say, you know, whatever one of those words is, right? And they'll go, we'll get your shit together. (laughs) Or not get your shit together. But, you know, it's like, you know what to do because I do know what to do. But I really, really, I'm really grateful that I do because I know what it feels like to be out of congruency.
1: Yeah. What we want, though, is that, our unconscious mind and our see the thing is that our unconscious mind is, like you said, operating 95% of the things mm-hmm. that we're doing at any one particular time. I was watching a documentary and it was saying, you know, your or uh, your unconscious mind is choosing that you're going to have coffee before you even consciously think you're gonna make the decision to have coffee. It's like so, even <laughs> conscious decisions that we think are conscious are really not conscious. They are as a, they're a result of an unconscious process that has already happened, that has already decided for you. It just became conscious at one particular moment. And so what we really want to do is not have to manage our state or our congruence, because what we, what happens in personal development is that we begin to manage our congruence. Okay. I'm congruent. I'm not congruent. It's like when we're, congruent in the way that I'm saying at the, uh, at the level of these two minds being aligned, being communicating with each other, Mm -hmm. it creates the coherence because then your left brain is connected with your right brain. They're all communicating with each other and they're connecting with your heart. And so all of it is like flowing, you know, you're in, you're in this, um, perfect, um, homeostasis balance, you know, physically, And so physically you're congruent and then your conscious, your conscious and unconscious minds are communicating. So the, so there's no need to manage congruence. It just is. Yes. And and there's no in and out of congruence. It just always congruent because Mm. you are living in a way where now your unconscious mind is like, oh, finally they invited me back in. I've been trying to tell her all along. I've been trying to tell him all along and they've just ignored me, you know? So now we're like, hey, wow, I am so sorry. You're like this part of my team that I've really ignored. Let's get you on board and help you and and, and allow you CEO to make the decisions that I'm not even aware that I'm making most of the time. So that our conscious brain can rest from having to make from the fallacy that it thinks it's making all the decisions because it's not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that makes sense. Is that too, is it making sense?
0: I, you know what? I am so fascinated. You know, I'm fascinated by all this stuff. I am like a a mindset ninja. And I always love learning something new and I'm sitting here thinking, I'm going, Oh my gosh, what am I? You know, I'm like, to me, I'm like, you got to do something, you know? And so, I think what there is to do in this particular situation, particularly if you're, if you're enjoying this conversation is to find out more. Yes. I would love it's, the, it's to find out more. Cause man, I think we could do this. I mean, cause I, I have so many questions right now and I'm going, okay, I've got a half hour show, so <laughs> but I, I want people to really pay attention to this because, it's so critical. If your unconscious mind isn't on board with the things that you want in your life, yeah. it's going to be very difficult to get them. Yeah. But there are things that you can't, people that you can, you can look into. There's ways that you can program neurolinguistic programming. I know for me, you know, I use technology deserve level. It's a little different, but it's all around the, based on the concept that, you can get your unconscious mind on board with the things that you want and, and to help your life. And that's really the bottom line. Help your life. Get the things that you want. You deserve it. You know, yeah, um,
1: Leader absolutely will need to have congruence, integrity, um, coherence to be yes. able to lead the challenges that we have facing forward for sure. There's no doubt. I love it. it. I love it. And I love that you're creating leaders because yeah. if, if somebody is watching and they think that they are going to have a, a you know, a unfair advantage or be at the cutting edge, it's not going to happen. Anybody that has new technology where they are working with the unconscious mind, working at the unconscious level in all of their transformation work, whether they're in education, the medical field, fitness, sports, uh, therapy consulting, like whatever, if they think they're going to have a um, an unfair advantage in their industry without this technology, yeah, no, it it'll become dinosaur. Anything that they're using, any outdated techniques from the '80s and '90s that we're still using today, it won't do it. It won't do I it. I
0: always loved. I always loved what my mentor Ed Bolky always said to me. You know, he always said he's like, whatever your unconscious mind believes that it's going to deserve it will seek to prove in the physical world and it will win yes. it just will win yes it's always going to do that and so if you don't ever address it if you don't ever learn the techniques to reprogram if you never practice new ways of thinking and you never you never address it mm-hmm. you're missing out it's not that you won't live your life yeah it's just that there will be limits you you know there there will be i like to call it like And I I said this on a podcast the other day, it's almost like you're in a, you have like a a prison, you Mm -hmm. know, because you'll never be able to escape it because other people's perceptions and all the experiences that you have are going to be dictating your life moving forward. Yeah. So if you truly want to bust through, it's to build that congruency and it's to, and it's to make sure that your unconscious mind is on board. I love this. I love it. Okay. I got to ask you two questions because I know we got to wrap up, but, I always ask this to all my guests. So number one, what is the most courageous thing that you've ever done? Uh,
1: On a physical plane, I would say uh, skydiving. Skydiving. I love
0: that. Yeah, on a
1: physical plane. On a mental plane, um, I'd say having six children and the last one telling myself that I was not going to have pain and I didn't, meaning like it was a long process, but no pain to child, you know, pain-free childbirth, like working myself to that. So um,
0: you had, so I love this. So anybody out there listening, let's not forget, she was able to reprogram to not have pain on her sixth child.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It took that's me amazing. Times, I made it.
0: <laughs> well, and that's courageous to even think about it. Like, like that's going to be a goal.
1: <laughs> so was thing, you know, but I was like, gosh, I'm pregnant again. Okay. Well, you know what? Fine. Um, I had come across a book, uh, Supernatural Childbirth. And I was like, well, what if, you know, courage to ask the what if, what if that could happen to me? And then I just did a lot of what the book said, worked a lot with my body, with my mind, didn't even know anything about coaching or any of this stuff we're talking about today, but I did it. And then next thing I know, my beautiful Isabella was born and it was the most miraculous pain-free
0: childbirth. Awesome. That's so huge. (laughs) I mean, and the and of course the skydiving too. You know, I don't want to bypass that, but right, right. <laughs> skydiving is like so. Ah. <laughs> it's like, jump out of plane. <laughs> All right, and then what? The other question that I love to ask is, what's left on your bucket list? What is that courageous thing that you want to make sure that you do before you leave this earth? Gosh, what there
1: there is the bucket list is is the bucket list meaning the bucket list just expanded. Um, I wanna continue to live life the closest to who I am. That is the ultimate bucket list for me. And who I am is uniting people, uniting cultures, um, helping world leaders come together and helping people understand that we are not one and bridging the gap between the differences between men, women, between, you know, gay, straight, between black, white, between like bridging the gap. And if I do that at the end of my life, I, I'm, I'm happy now, but I will be happy then too.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. And I know you can do it. If anybody can, you can.
1: (laughs) Oh my my gosh. From misery to happiness. Uh (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <From Shrek>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh well how do how do how do we get a hold of you how do my listeners get in touch with you they want to yeah. learn more about congruency they want to learn more about you how do they get in contact with you
1: please 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 so newcodeexperience.com. we have that site in English we have it in Spanish Newcodeexperience.com forward slash es and we have it in Portuguese newcodeexperience.com forward slash pt just in case anybody listening has friends around the globe uh, because this is global it's a global movement and so newcodeexperience.com you can go on there find out about our certifications seven certifications in one it includes an immersive experience, nine days in Portugal next year. Amazing. You can see videos and all of that. Um, and as well, please, I'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Instagram. We have new code experience uh, pages there as well. Uh, new code XP uh, is the handle there. And then the Shirley Solis is how you can find me personally in LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook and Um, I put content, very different content in each one of them. You know, one is more geared towards leadership and the other one's more geared to whatever is on my mind, personal growth and, you know, just kids cooking in in the kitchen that day, you know, no electronics, like those kind of things. So whatever, whatever, but I love to connect with you either way. Thank you so much for inviting me to this phenomenal show. Miss Kristen, I love you. I admire you and we're doing great things together.
0: I love it. I love it. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And thank you so much, Shirley, for coming on my show today. I, this, as far as I'm concerned, this is a must listen for my listeners. You know, I think that if you don't get your unconscious mind on board, just to wrap up, you know, it, it you're missing out on a huge opportunity, you know, Absolutely. you're missing out on ease, grace, all that stuff, you know, so Absolutely
1: and effortlessly living life. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So thank you so much. And until next time, everybody have a, have a courageous day. Yes. Thank you so much. Bye-bye everyone. Bye-bye.